Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys for being back with us here for episode 274 it is monday june 13th 2022 and we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling as always i'm joe marotta joined by michael quinn how you doing there michael Howdy, see you june 13th see michael you june 13th bobby <laughs> thank this, you this is the day eh? this is the day folks mm. uh, happy 30 years to uh the milk promo the wbf all that yes. stuff lots of good things thank you guys though for seeing us on this june 13th as we romp you through the world of retro wrestling as always we're very thankful that you're here with us so we have some stuff in store for you like we always do we got the cannon coming up but before we get to any of that, we want to remind you, if you have a Twitter, why don't you follow us there at OVP Podcast on Twitter. The reason you're going to want to do that is because you're going to get daily wrestling gifts. You're going to get no drama. It is at OVP Podcast on Twitter. Another reminder, Quinn, is we have a YouTube channel. We do, allegedly. We allegedly do. And you can allegedly subscribe to it. Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Not only will you get the 1984 canon... And you'll get every episode of WBF Body Stars. You know, who doesn't want <laughs> don't that? Know why? <laughs> Clearly, uh, but you'll don't get. Don't <laughs> know how that came about, folks. It wasn't me. No, it, I don't know who it was. Yeah. Uh, but you will get daily wrestling videos. So that's our vantage point retro wrestling podcast on YouTube. Also, we have OVP podcast on Vimeo. Just follow there. Reasons you never know. It's we special. Can't, we can't talk about yeah. it here, but just try it, okay? Uh, and obviously, if you want to email us, you can do that at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, the best place if people want to talk to you and me and well over a thousand other retro wrestling fanatics is where? Over at facebook.com slash June 13th, Bobby. Oh. Site <laughs> hey. about Bobby on June 13th. Well, it's very um, important. And it's got a search bar. Oh, And okay. in the search bar, you can type in our vantage point, death, retro wrestling podcast, bing, bang, boom, tube, score, kaflowey. Hit the join group and you're in. The only thing we're asking you to do is agree to one rule, one rule only, which is don't be what, Quinn? Don't be a dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. Don't be a Bobby. But do see us June 13th. See you June 13th. Exactly. So really, if you just want to talk about old wrestling with me and Quinn and a bunch of other people, that's the best place to do it. You can post questions, spark debate, have interesting discussion, have irreverent discussion. The only thing we ask you to do is don't be an asshole. Yeah, we don't like that. Just can you not? I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to get user reported on my Facebook notifications. <laughs> If for no other reason, do it for Quinn. But no, seriously, we try to promote an environment where people that might know a little bit or might know a lot can all come together and laugh at Tony Gurria's hair. Yeah. You know, that's the type, that's of, important. That's the type of place we want. So again, if you want to talk about old wrestling, it's our Facebook group. Really, give it a shot. And also, uh, patreon.com slash OVP podcast has a lot of extra content. It has every WWF pay-per-view reviewed in order mm-hmm. from the first WrestleMania and currently, King of the Rain 95. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, next month, though, Quinn, 
It'll be an in your house. It'll be the second in your in house, your house. Too. They're giving away a house again. And and Jeff Jarrett singing a song. That's going to be a big Finally. deal. Right? He's been hyping that shit since when? When '93. Yeah, since he came in in '93. <laughs> Off to Nashville I go. Everyone. Here I go. Who? Who is that? Yeah. Uh, so you get to listen to every WWF pay per view review at patreoncom podcast as well as the brand new WWF Monday Night Raw canon. Uh, four episodes are out right now. They come out every Friday. Give it a shot if you want to donate, if you want to support us, or just because you want the extra stuff. Give it a shot for June. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But, Michael. Yes. The opening segment for this season has been a fun one, a different one, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Because what we've been doing, folks, and we are taking your suggestions over on Facebook, is we're taking two things and we're putting them against each other. Now, generally, it's like, okay, which which is better, right? Last week, we actually did which is worse Mm -hmm. with the two Starcade finishes. It was fun. But this is a series, folks, where we are going through something. Generally, we're picking sides. We're leaving it to you to decide on the poll. This is the OVP Versus Series. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a fan of white. Welcome back to the OVP Versus series where we don't worry about Venom White here. We never worry about We don't do that. Andre said not to. me every time. (laughs) And uh, this one, this is an interesting one, Quinn. This was sent along by Mike Olson. Okay. Longtime friend of the show. No relation to Mary-Kate and Ashley. Oh, really? As far as I know. What about uh, the other... Elizabeth? Elizabeth Olson. Miss Marvel over there now. (laughs) Yeah, really. Uh, But anyway, you might marvel at this one because uh, Mike Olson wants us to do, Quinn, the Battle of the Blade Runners. Ah. Who had the better career? Sting? You've seen me beat on my chest. You've seen me howling. You've seen me high-fiving people at ringside. Or the Ultimate Warrior. People one day, does the Ultimate Warrior ever come down to that normal level of consciousness? Never! Now, Quinn, this is an interesting one because you and I kind of decided ahead of time that we are not picking sides We're in this one. We're not sides. We're going to educationally debate here, I guess. <laughs> educational debate, uh, yes. Figure it out on our own, maybe, who uh, the best is. Yep, and we'll leave it to you guys. There will be a poll, as there's been after every single one of these, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been winning all three in a row, so thank well, you guys for that. You know, you know, nobody ever sides with me on anything around but here. You get people. You get people. Someone even told me once they thought I'd be a good talk show host. Really? Yeah, a couple of people. I'm the weird one. No, right? you're not. The thing is, you're the you're the funny one, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, ha ha ha. But anyway, folks, there's this is no laughing matter now. Okay. Because Sting and the is Ultimate Warrior Morris. No, no. Okay. Question mark, Tony. Sting and the Ultimate Warrior Quinn have a lot in common. They do. They were a tag team together. We're uh-huh. not giving the whole history, but they started together as Power Team USA. They wear face paint. They wear a very similar, uh, pa- not like literally the same, but the same outline of their face paint. And, until Crow edition or until whatever. Until Crow, yeah. yeah. And they were a Power Team USA, then they were the Blade Runners, Rock and Sting, and then they went their separate ways. Sting uh, was a heel in Mid-South turned face. Power well, Team USA, it sounds like dumpy. a rec center or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a bad American Gladiators ripoff. And then uh, Ultimate Warrior obviously went to world class as the Dingo. Maybe the Dingo ate your baby. And then obviously WWF Sting stayed in the NWA, WCW, had a very, very brief cup of coffee in the WWF. Uh, and had a big run in TNA before that. Sting, Kurt Angle. And now he's in AEW as of press time. So to compare the two is interesting. I don't know if I'd normally compare those two if Mike Olson hadn't asked, but maybe I will. What, what about you? I mean, some people, this is always kind of a debate amongst the fan base of these two superstars, I would suppose, right? It's a hard one because on one hand, you have longevity. On the Sting. other hand, you have 
superstardom in a short burst and it never really came back. That's true. You know, you know, it says something about, let's start with the ultimate warrior mm-hmm. and, and please, we we're not talking about the men behind the gimmick here. No, we're talking about the characters. What here. you saw on screen only. Okay. Okay. The ultimate warrior was the only person probably even more than Randy Savage 88 that even came near the popularity of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he captured the imagination of the World Federation fan base over there. He did, and as short-lived as it was, it wasn't yeah. a long time. Let's be honest about that. It was His height of overness was 89 to 91. But I think it, the way he was presented, they made him seem like an equal early on. They made him unbeatable. He had a huge, like a big physique like Hulk Hogan, so he's a big muscle man. It's kind of the same thing, but he, he's more wild and unpredictable than Hulk Hogan. The crazy hair, the tassels, the entrance, yeah. the music. He seemed weirdly like... I know that he's not... How much younger is he than Hogan? It's not, like, crazy. Uh, six years. Six years. About it's not six that, years. But he seemed younger and more vibrant, and there just... There, there seems something different about him compared to Hulk Hogan. Sure. I understand a lot of people don't like him, and that's fine. We're not trying to get you to like the Ultimate Warrior here or anything like that, but uh, I think it's there's something to be said for being the guy chosen to replace Hulk Hogan. Yes. And not the way Randy Savage was in 88, and no discredit to Savage, was a fill-in, basically. The Warrior, at least in the WWF's presentation of it, was going to be the new guy. Yes. Uh, we know that didn't work out. We mm-hmm. know that. But the fact that they were, they had someone that they felt after all this time, yeah, this guy is as over as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. We have the confidence in him. I think there's three like pivotal moments in the Ultimate Warriors run. What do you got? SummerSlam 89. When he soundly defeats Rick Rude with the whole Piper and like the match is amazing. Big rematch from a WrestleMania five. Yeah, his first loss. Yeah, because his first loss set him up to like, okay, can he is he is he the real deal? Can he come back and win his belt back? Yep. And he did, and that in the fans' eyes that made him more solid, I suppose, right? Like less of like this isn't a not you a know, flash in the pan. Not a flash in the pan. He's gonna you know, if you if you screw him over, he's gonna come back and get what was taken from him, right? Yep, agreed. Two, beating Hogan at WrestleMania 6. I mean, you know, we did a study on this. I did uh, back some year or two ago about what was the internet thinking at the time? Because RSPW did exist and you can find all the old posts on Usenet and so many people, despite the, the hindsight of, oh, it's obvious Warrior was winning. So many people, these smart internet wrestling fans back in 1990, either thought it would be some kind of a screw finish yeah. or that Hogan was winning. It's inconceivable right. that the Ultimate Warrior could defeat him, and he did it. He held up both belts, and you know, back when that meant something, right? Sure. Being the Intercontinental Champion and the World Champion at the same time, yeah. it was crazy, right? As brief as it was, as yeah. As brief as it was, yeah. And the third pivotal moment to me, honestly, is the career-ending match with Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Because to me... That always said the warrior was a dimension beyond like his like crazy man character, right? There was a little more depth in that match, like uh, you know him questioning himself and walking know, to the ring. The match being amazing, it is him being part of a bigger thing, like agreed. And how the warrior storyline weaved in with Randy Savage's storyline, and I just thought that that made the warrior look good too. Absolutely, I right? thought the warrior looked great in that. Yeah, uh, and one of the things uh, while we're still on the topic of him. That we've discovered in doing the pay-per-view reviews, we know the syndicated matches are what they are, and he was pretty sloppy looking at times on on squashes, but Mm -hmm. he brought it on pay-per-view. Yeah. He really did. That's the thing that I think gets um, 
swept under the rug about him is yeah. that um, they, they look at all his squash matches and say, this guy isn't anything. But I mean, really on pay-per-view, he was very, very good. And honestly, if he didn't get into a negotiating battle with Vince and hopped around and said stupid shit and blah, 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 he probably had a long career ahead of him in the 90s. I don't think he would have ever been able to take that star power away from him. And I don't even think it mattered if he went to WCW like Hogan did or if he stayed in WWF. And I mean, I could see him keep going in the Attitude Era if he worked with people and was like not a crazy person regarding that. Sure. And I mean, it says a lot that in 96, they brought him back uh, because they were desperate for something. And it did peak interest, not for long. We know the 96 run didn't work out. And WCW did the same thing when they brought him in. It piqued people's interest, if nothing else. Right. There was still an appeal to the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, back to the the pay per view thing. I just the the common counter to that is well, you know, people had to carry him. Yes, I mean, there's a ring general, Randy Savage, Rick Rude, Hulk Hogan, but the Warrior still has to uphold his end of all of it, and mm-hmm. that's what we've always said is he really did in yeah. those moments. You know what I found interesting always every time I watched the career match. Yeah. I don't get the gist as much as his previous two matches that he's being carried. Like, I feel like he's bringing his own thing to this match, and maybe that's what elevates it and makes it, so, to me, the best of the three. In my opinion, it is, too. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. like, of his, of his top-tier matches. Yeah. Is that, like, I feel like the Warrior, there's an element of his own stuff involved in that match and there may very well be i mean you i know? know randy savage was one of the people that actually did like working with him and right. was okay with him on a personal level right like honestly the stuff regarding him questioning himself always felt like very very much like that's the ultimate warrior the man bring an idea to it what if i you know question myself and i and i go silent for a little bit right and you know that seems something that somebody who understands their character would bring to the table in a match like that. It's quite possible, Quinn. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, you have Sting, who... Listen, I know that he had multiple titles. I mean, a million titles, right? WCW champion, US champion, tag champion, all mm-hmm. these. I appreciate Sting. I, I really do. I, I respect him as, a, as an overall you know, worker and wrestler and, and his career. I don't know. And maybe WCW fans would think differently. So I'm going to get your opinion first, Quinn. Was he ever as big as the Ultimate Warrior? Maybe he was, right? It's hard to say because I wasn't really, obviously, yeah. watching WCW when he first came onto the scene, which people say is when he was at his top. From the time Flair made him, you know, at the first clash, right. it was all, in a good way, uphill from there for several years. Yes. And he was, you know, at one point, when they didn't have Ric Flair, he was the guy. Right. You know? The problem is WCW was kind of in the dumpster at that point, right? I mean, in terms of yeah, national recognition, yeah, I guess yeah. so. They weren't anywhere close to the WWF. Any, anytime Sting, the, the always problem seemed to me would be like, anytime Sting was on a roll, one of two things would happen. Either everyone, that every opponent would like leave the company, or some crazy big superstar came on the scene and stole his thunder. And because, you know, of the the kind of my understanding of the kind of performer he was, he was a company man and he was not willing to say, that's my spot, you know, and and take hog the spotlight. It certainly doesn't seem like he had a lot of instances of that. And he had another thing about Sting is he had a lot of great matches. I mean, I'm sure almost everyone listening would rate him as a better wrestler than the Ultimate Warrior in the ring, uh, which is cool. Uh, I mean, between Ric Flair and the team with Lex Luger, but he also teamed with him against the Steiner brothers. They had a classic match. He had a great match against Cactus Jack in 92. And now what's he doing now? The champion. Up on the top rope. And 
He had some great stuff against Vader. He had good stuff in 94 with Rick Rude yeah, know, and Rick Flair. So it was always great stuff. I mean, he was you could go, other than one instance, which is notorious, he was always ready to roll. I, and, and that's coming off, that was coming off a break, too. We're talking about Starcade 97. Starcade 97. Yeah. But um, personally, the, the biggest detriment to Sting's career, in my opinion, is Hurricane Hogan over there. Like, Hurricane Hogan! Stor- fucking storming into WCW right when he was old enough, experienced, and seasoned enough. And this fucking guy comes in and, like, it's just, honestly... It was great for business that Hogan came in, though. It, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm, what I'm saying is I always felt we never got to see the true potential of Sting at the top because he was always, like like I said before, he was always one-upped by some somebody would come in and steal his thunder, basically. There might be some merit to that, Quinn. Yeah. There might be some merit to that. I think that Sting's uh, second half of his career, and that includes the Crow run in WCW, that certainly added the longevity. I don't think that he really did anything outstanding during the Crow run. I know people like that he came down from the rafters with a bat and all that, and it's great. It was fun at the time. I don't really... I thought kn- he played the role as a, as a foil to the NWO yeah. in 96 and 97. I, I always thought he was very interesting. And I think anyone could pull that off when you don't have to talk and you just stand there with a bat and a trench coat. It's not like you're doing but Shakespeare here. The thing is, part of that role was staying leveraging who he was it wouldn't have mattered what he was doing if he was just some dork yes they, that's they were true. leveraging the, the the character the years of history of sting being sting right? exactly no, that's fair that he, was a, he was he was he was considered a legitimate threat to them i will give you that right? i will 100 percent give you that i just don't know that he ever really did much of much value after that run and i, I, I could I, be missing one, something one thing i thought was that he added a lot to personally was um making nwo red uh, Wolfpack. Well, he was in it briefly, yeah. Yeah, and, but I mean, he was one of the original people in Wolfpack when it was first like a, a thing. Yeah, I believe so. And I remember thinking, that makes Wolf, 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 they're good. Like, you know, right. as, like, as a viewer, I just thought this, right? It was like, well, Sting's with them, right? I mean, like, Sting is no joke. That's right? a good point, yeah. I, he remained over is the right. thing, and he did turn heel in 99, which was weird, but he remained over. He's obviously on the last Nitro against Flair in a very symbolic match. Then he had the TNA run, which we're not gonna we're not getting in the weeds with that because I just don't know enough. There but. was another reinvention there that yes. was interesting, where he became sort of like the Joker and like this yep. dark, twisted character, which I thought was actually like to me. Sting is like more the Undertaker in a sense, where he's oh, that. God, with this again. What, what I just mean to say by that, I hate this comparison. No, what I mean to say about that is this stalwart. Oh yeah, like re- gut can reinvent himself and yeah. still fit in and blah blah blah. Yeah, like, no, he, he's I, just I, good at that. I, I agree with that. I think he's okay at it. Yeah, and he was in TNA a long time. Right. You know, sometimes sporadically, but he was there a long time. Had the WWF run, which, uh, which we're not gonna. We've <sighs> talked about it. And I find very funny. Uh, that you Triple find H it won. funny. I find it offensive. I, I find it and funny. Just another Triple H. I find it funny thing. though. Yeah, I, but you and I both came to the same conclusion. If it doesn't matter who wins, then why not just have Sting win? You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, it's we not, both it, yeah, agreed. That's what we said. It was like at the time. I remember saying this to you. I was like, could they just like? If it like, doesn't matter. Yeah, like if they want to build him up in their tape library or something, right. just have him fucking win. It doesn't matter to right. Triple H. He's just going to be there forever. Right. It, his job's not in danger there. Right, yeah. Because if they're going to turn the whole thing into a friggin' wank-off fest anyway, I'm like, look, we're old! Don't, don't you think you know? it would have been, like, here, the one thing I always say about that is, like, 
wouldn't it be in their best interest to have him win so they can put it at the end of some fucking Sting documentary? And like, then he defeated Triple H at yeah, WrestleMania 32. In a fond farewell. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, to his fawns. To like, his fawns. Yeah, like, why? <laughs> like, it just makes, it makes sense, right? It does, no. With I, all I, his buddies with him, and then they show, like, them all, like, hugging him and holding his hand up. The NWO and DX were together for the first time, and yeah. they were old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... As far as Sting uh, now, you know, he's still wrestling part-time, usually in tag matches. He's kind of like a support guy, putting people over, that kind of thing. He's not really a wrestler. He wrestles once in a while to attract a, you know, put a spin on a match or something. But he's kind of a manager at this point. But it's like, look, he's finally wrestling on TBS again or something like that. You know, that happened. It's just for fun at this point. He's not really a serious full-time wrestler anymore. It's for the kids. Yeah. For the kids. With all that said... Sting's definitely got the edge in longevity. I mean, there's absolutely no question about it. And I don't want to take anything away from his really good career in WCW because that's obviously the meat and potatoes of his run is in WCW, forgetting all the extracurricular stuff. He had uh, great feuds with a bunch of different people, great matches, seemed to be a very reliable guy, Um, decent pro. I never loved his promos. But not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad or anything. Again, I always liked how sometimes he could be the crow and sometimes he could be woo sting, like fun sting. I still think they, they the one opportunity everyone's missed what? is having one more like surfer sting, like even if he just wore different face paint and like more colorful gear for like a day. It would be funny. Like why do they not remember that that happened like it's completely like erased from his character in every company he's been in since WCW it's true I mean he hasn't had that blonde hair since like 95 he was already he doesn't even have to have the blonde hair like they literally could just don't change his hair just fun face paint wear like neon tights like (laughs) it's all you gotta do and he's like one more time for surfer sting and he does like surfer motions i don't know maybe he will in aew Quinn. Yeah. that's where dreams well, come true i just don't understand like I don't know. nobody's ever taken advantage of it it's a weird thing i'll see what i mean I even do. surfer sting had brown hair at one point so <laughs> they still could do it <laughs> he did in 96 yeah he had the brown hair the long brown hair yeah anyway uh sting's obviously got the edge and longevity i don't know if culturally pop culturally and again we're within the wrestling bubble to begin with speaking about this but i think more people would remember the ultimate warrior Correct. That doesn't mean he had a better career. It just means he's more memorable. But uh, a lot of people, um, maybe who grew up down south, might, yeah, I might mean, have a stronger attachment to Sting. I would think so, and I don't blame anyone for either opinion here. I think the Ultimate Warrior had a very high high. Again, being the guy to replace Hulk Hogan is no small task, yeah. and it is not, in my opinion, a insult yeah. to say that he wasn't as good as Hulk Hogan because yeah. Hogan, I just don't want to discount Sting's how he was attractive to children as far as a character. And oh, how, yeah. How he was a very look, kid-friendly character. How you look into the audience, into, especially in the early 90s on those WWs, and there's a lot of kids with this either Sting face pain or his toys or his yeah. thumb finger or whatever the hell. Like he, was, sure. like, he was very much a kid-friendly character. And that's what I mean is there might be kids who grew up with him. All I those know kids there are. That were in the stadiums you know, I, for I, those shows. I know there's plenty in our group right now that are listening to this. Yeah. I know that. But I also know there's a chunk of people that grew up with the Warrior uh, that maybe didn't want him to beat Hogan. I know that. We've heard from plenty of our fans that wanted Hogan to win. But again, the the fact that saying that he didn't live up to Hulk Hogan, I don't think that's an insult to anybody because Hulk Hogan is a once in a generation type of thing. You know, he wasn't. The one thing I learned about the Ultimate Warrior in the end before he passed away was... With all the besmirching WWF did over the years. Oh, that horrible DVD that they've, like, they've le- redacted. Yeah, of his legacy. That at the end of the day, they were not capable of taking the love of, of him as a character away from the fans. 
because when he made that final speech that, you know, unfortunately nobody knew it would be his final speech. But even so, during that speech, it was like people were, it was like a rush of nostalgia. Everyone was like, oh man, it feels like we wasted all these years and he wasn't around. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like that was the feeling I got when he was making that, that last speech on that raw was that yeah. like, it felt like we lost with all the bullshit that went on over the years, we kind of lost a lot of opportunities with the ultimate warrior. Even I was like, wow, this is really cool that he's here again, you know? Yeah. And you're right. The WWF really tried to just shit all over the guy for a period right. of time. I that's where I think still some of the opinion, I know some of it comes from his own words and actions and that's a whole different story, but I'm talking about as a wrestler mm -hmm. and a lot of candid um, comments by Bobby the brain about him. Well, yeah. And, and again, <laughs> that, that is what it is. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about him as a wrestler. I don't think that he was, um, you know, necessarily what you'd call a good wrestler, but I think that he did what he needed to do in order to be what he Plus needed to be. not what he was supposed to be. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Goldberg wasn't a good wrestler either, yeah. but he was fucking over. Yeah. You know? But as far as the better career, I mean, long term, it's clearly, Sting's more accomplished. Yeah. Uh, but the Warrior's more memorable. I think the Warrior's more memorable, and I think he did with a <laughs> on the first try what Sting couldn't do, which is beat Hulk Hogan yeah. clean. Uh, I, very, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I, I just you know, Ultimate Warrior, I think will never not be like a slightly bigger deal than Sting. I think bigger deal, maybe better career. No, um, no. but again, people are going to have their own opinions, and that's totally cool. But what's what's the official question here? Is it career versus or is it, it who had the better career? If you're just talking career, I gotta hand it to Sting. Because that's an actual career, and it's still going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but again, you don't get points for just going long, do you? No, but I mean, staying relevant, for example, I, I know that some people might not want to hear this, but when I see, for example, like, Iron Anderson on AEW, I'm kind of like, like, what? Like, he just looks like an old man. I, like, I... I <laughs> Direct your cards and letters to Michael Quinn. When I see Sting, show. if I see Sting on the AEW, I still look at him as, oh, he might, you know, he's a force. Or, like, if I'm just through kayfabe They're eyes. Like the same age. Yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> uh, I just need to say, it's like, it looks, it appears to me that Sting is, like, still a thing. At least, like, somewhat of a threat. Well, face paint hides a lot, yeah, Michael. You'd uh, be surprised. But, anyway, folks, you let us know what you think. I'm not picking one here. I think we just leave it up to you guys. I mean, yeah. I think... I think we've said what we said. Obviously, Sting had a longer career and in terms of titles, if you care about that, more of yeah. them. Uh, but I don't think the Golden Era would have been the same without the Ultimate Warrior. No. I mean, he is ind indispensable to his period of time. But WCW wouldn't have been the same without Sting. Absolutely not. So yeah. it's, it's a very interesting one, and we want to know what you think. There will be a poll up on our Facebook group, so make sure you join that if you haven't yet. If not, if you don't have Facebook, just want to let us know. Email us or find us on Twitter and let us know there. But Quinn... When we come back, we are closing out November in the 1984 canon. That's right, it is WWF Championship Wrestling, November 24th, 84, and that is coming up right after this. Right now, we would like to welcome in a couple of brand new faces to championship wrestling, a couple of guys you're going to get to know and know well, too. We're talking about the Freedom Fighters, Jim Helwig. Jim, glad to have you here, and Steve Borden. Steve, glad to have you guys here. This is your first time out here. We want to get a little background on you. Uh, Jim, I know you're from Atlanta, Georgia, right? That's right. Originally, I was out in California the last year and a half doing some wrestling out there. 
And how about uh, how about the record for the Freedom Fighters, uh, Steve? God, we've only lost two matches, but uh, neither one of those were really legitimate losses. We got hit over the head with chairs and tables and everything like that. You know, they got to do anything they can to beat us. <laughs> I oh, can I see I that. I don't consider them legitimate then. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's an awfully good record starting out for young fellas. I'm standing here. I have heard this, and I know I know the weight. Jim is 285, and Steve is 260. Hey, I tell you, there's no question. You got the you got the physique for it. Let me ask you this: the important thing, because I know they'll kill me if I don't find out about it. How about are you guys uh, married? Uh, have families or what? No, we're single. We're looking forward You're to both single. Yeah, yeah, we're single. You hear that, girls? They're both single here. I want to get that around. <laughs> You know, the girls out here in Nashville are kind of nice in the Mid-South, so we're looking forward to meeting them. You bet your life. we got some lovelies around here. You better believe it. We want to wish you guys uh, the very best of luck. Uh, I've been looking forward. I've heard a lot about you, and uh, we're interested in having. This is the tag team capital of the world. You're going to see some awfully tough guys. You'll see some more of those chairs and chains, too, uh, Steve. Well, we're ready for them this time. Okay. You ready to hit the ring? We're ready. Okay, let's get them up there. The Freedom Fighters, David. Hello, wrestling fans. While we're on a break here, just a quick reminder to check out some friends of the show. These are other independent wrestling podcasts. We want you to check them out. Start with Book in the Territory. This will get you everything for your southern fried, very classy, unprofessional wrestling coverage of the NWA, WCW. It is Book in the Territory. And check out GFA Live with Peter Winson and Kathy as they trek you through some classic episodes of WWF television. Maybe a movie you never know. So check out our friends of the show. It is Book in the Territory and GFA Live. Hiya! Hiya! Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome back to the 1984 canon. This is for episode 274 of our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Joe Murata, Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Howdy. Howdy. back, baby. Another yep. canon. Another canon. Those of you on the audio, welcome back to OVP 274. Those of you on the video, sorry that we look like this. Like we always say, it's yeah. just it's how we look. I think they're getting used to it now that I, it's free. I hope so, folks. So, uh, thank you get you what f- you pay for. That's true, and we're sorry. Uh, this is free, so you're not you getting apologize much. apologize on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, good point. Anyway, thank you guys for being with us here, whether you're on our YouTube version or listening along uh, to episode 274. If you're on YouTube and you've never listened to our audio show, I just encourage you to give it a shot. It's our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. And you audio folks, if you have the time or you want to watch this along with us, head on over to our YouTube channel. And in both cases, I just want to remind you guys, for the Monday Night Raw 1993 version of this same show, patreon.com slash OVP podcast for only $2 a month. It's cheap. We're reviewing every episode of Raw in so order. So cheap. It's very. It's two dollars a month. All right. It's cheap. So if you sign up and you hate it, and I'll refund you. It's literally like fifty cents an episode. <laughs> Quinn's doing the economics iTunes. here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so again, if you like what we do here, whether on audio or video, uh, for the nineteen eighty four canon, while well, there is a Monday Night Raw ninety three version, uh, Patreon.com/slash/OVP podcast, and along with that, you will also get. 
every WWF pay-per-view review in order. WrestleMania's one through King of the Ring 1995 out right now. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But one way or another, thank you for being with us here. Quinn, this is going to be the last episode of November, which means it's the last time we're looking at the calendar, huh? It does. Um, wow. I can't believe we're done with another. I can't believe we only have one more month in this year. That's Isn't it. this nuts? Yeah, it's nuts. Okay. So what do we got here? We got a little bit going on oh, um, this wow, week. Wow, something. So, All right. Yeah. So this is the this episode was on the 24th, right? Correct. Okay. So on the 21st, we got a birthday. Okay, who is it? Alpha. Oh, yeah. Alpha. All right, I like Alpha. Alpha. I'm all right with that. The 22nd is Thanksgiving. Okay. So remember that. We're post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving. 23rd, we have an anniversary. This is, I don't really care about this, but Pedro Morales regains IC title 1981. From Don Morocco. Yeah. It was. Oh, it's written down, and then the reign of terror began. Well, yo, that's when we started. It was already the IC champ, it's right? Terrible. Woof. Anyway. Well, thank you for the calendar update, yeah. Michael. As far as championship, the only thing that I remember that is supposed to happen this week, I don't know if you caught it, the tail end, Vince was saying that uh, we're going to see Billy Jack in action. Well, he also said, if you recall, wasn't there something about how the tag champs are going to... Oh, that's right. ...are going to fight... Um, a non-title match. The Briscoes non-title. That's right, Adonis and Murdoch. Brisco- I can't believe this Briscoes thing has gone on for more than, like, a couple weeks at this point. Don't they wrestle in 85 or something? This is unfortunate. <laughs> Like during the time of the first WrestleMania, Those two almost. should be in, retired and running an auto body shop. Well, they eventually will. I know they work. eventually will, but they need to do it now. Like not, <laughs> so we, so yeah. they're not taking up time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, most importantly, though, in the last couple of weeks, uh, Johnny Rods is back. So yeah, that is might, important. We, he, we love Johnny Rods. If you're new around here, Balky's still around. Uh, it's Sal Belomo. If yeah. you're new around here, uh, but yeah, thank you guys. We've been very pleased to see uh, so many people enjoying the canon lately on yeah. YouTube and in audio form. Uh, one of our fans, I believe it was. Chuck Saltern on Facebook was asking how many people are audio only. And it's a lot of people. So stunning. So thank you to Tony Legday for making us do this in audio only form. We owe owe this to you. So Tony Legday, thank you very much. But Quinn, I guess it's time to bring up the scope, right? I'll do that in three, two, one, scope. There it is. It looks like like they skipped the intro again, Joe. Looks like the intro is clipped out this time around. And I didn't, I don't do it. Okay. This is the beginning of the video. I think a request went out to Richard. Look, zero, 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 zero. I'm not making it up. Anyway, whether you're on audio or video, this is WWF Championship Wrestling, November 24th, last one of November. Unbelievable. 1984. I can see the wall back there. Well, hi, Andrew Rogers. I thought Poughkeepsie was bigger. (laughs) What happened here? What do we got going? No one's in the ring. From Marion, Ohio. Oh, maybe the two tag teams. That's fucking Charlie Fulton. Is he late? Correction. What? Wait, what? Hailing from parts unknown. What happened here? Wait, unknown. Correction. Mr. X. Who? Now you know who that is, right? Is that Charlie Fulton in a mask? It's Danny Davis. Well, no, that's not. That's not Danny Davis. That can't be. A little too fat, man. Yeah, that can't be Dan Davis. Mr. X. Oh, J.Y.D.'s going to kick his butt. You know what it sounds like to me? Yeah, J.Y.D.'s going to kick his ass. It sounds to me like maybe Charlie Fulton was supposed to do this match, and something happened, and that's why they sent someone out in a mask. Maybe they were just like, ah, Charlie Fulton, you'll go on the next match or yeah, something. maybe. What if he just, he, it's he's literally what shit. I just said. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he's in the next match. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, the jobbers are pretty interchangeable at this point. Yeah, it doesn't matter who yeah. uh, dog beats here, yeah. right? Yeah. Put your dog out. 
Vince is, have you noticed Vince is really getting more bombastic? Can he not, Bruno? He certainly can. Look at him. Wait, <laughs> right now, that's Mr. Bruno? Doesn't want to have anything to do with him. Why oh, do you yeah. sound different? I got bad to go. Yabba-dabba-do, Vince. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you a question. It's been a couple weeks since we've seen the JYD. It has been, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question. If anyone out there knows who this Mr. X was, let us know. All you have to do is uh, put it in a comment on YouTube or on our Facebook group. If I had to guess it's this week's Mr. X, next time they need a Mr. X, it'll be somebody else. It does become Dan Davis, though, eventually. Yeah. I know that. That's... Unless he was I mean, really... What does Dan D Davis do around here? Dan Davis do? Yeah. Whatever like... Dan Davis does. The bell rang. Hmm. Okay, let's, let's Just see. So you know. Arm drag take that. Well, I guess Vince can do it. Vince is very bombastic today. Well, I think they're... You know, we were saying the other week, this is starting to feel just like superstars now. It really is, it's yeah. It's just like, you know, the pacing, they figured that out. Vince is hyping the shit out of stuff. Like, it, it's just like a sell them, get them in the arenas kind of show. I'll tell you what, man, it is a marked difference from even six months ago. Yeah. Which was better than 83. <laughs> when do we get the straight up, like, event center? Like, when does that happen? That's got to be eventually. Uh, Well, Mooney does the actual event center, but before that, there's an update desk or whatever. It's There's got to be something where they're like, we're going to be here, and then we're going to be there. Like, when does that happen? I don't know if maybe Gene did that initially. Yeah. But, I mean, they're doing that already, Quinn. What? Do you know what? Maybe maybe this is a question for Richard or somebody else, but... What? What is the absolute height of their house show business? Like, what year did they do the most and, like, you know, do the best? And blah, In blah, blah. revenue or gross amount of cards? Because well, I, I would know. assume they would make the most if they did the most amount of cards, no? I don't know. Um, yeah. They were I running... Like the late 80s. I would, I would guess it's like 88, 89. There was a period, and Richard will know better. Power slam, the thumb coming up at the dog. Hold that thought here. Gilberto, the referee, by the way. No, just a regular body slam. I thought there was a period where they were... They were running four at one point. There was there, a there was D. A D occasionally. There was a D show. Occasionally. There like was four in one day? Yeah, different circuits, different wow, parts of the... That's but crazy. There was a solid time where they were doing three, for sure. I know, three was like the norm for a while. For a while, yeah. Right? Uh, They'll send Tony Gurria to main event seats here. <laughs> like, it, it, but it would be, it'd be like Jim Duggan would do, you know, yeah, or somebody yeah. like that. Somebody that was over enough. It was like one star. Yeah. yeah. And they probably send them, you know what the other Snap advantage they the had, too? What? Is that Fist because drop? they were pulling people mm -hmm. from different territories who already were stars, if they said, like, well, okay, we're going to go down um, where Mid-South is, right? right? So there was a star there, like Duggan versus Gang might yeah, they, they, down they, there like, or something, uh, right? Well, you two aren't that high up the card in WWF universe, but if we send you down there... Right. You know, send you down to Houston or some shit. Or send the Brain Busters down to Charlotte or some right. shit like that. Right, yeah, no, yeah. I get what you're saying. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's a headline show because hey. those audiences know those characters, right? There you right? go. This is a particularly long squash one. Corner yeah. whip by the dog. Well, he's Mr. X, Joe. He's not some <laughs> jabroni here. More like Mr. Why is this so long? He can't even make it to the buckle. <laughs> Three-point stance by the dog. No, that was weird. X struggling to his feet. Uh, shoulder block by the dog. That'll... Can we? Could we do it? Is this it? Mr. X? <laughs> Roberto, of course, out of position. Just call him Roberto. Yeah. Gilberto. Gilberto, sorry. It doesn't matter. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know that you said that. Sorry. I'm going to tell him you said that, but... Yeah, go call him. Yeah, I'm going to call him. Phone call. I have his number. Landline. <laughs> Landline. Anyway, the dog won here. The kids are excited. Well, I would be excited. It's the JYD. He, but, might, he might ask you to dance. But what... Ha oh, true. Yeah. True. But what happened to Charlie Fulton? Does anyone know? Is he okay? Does he need some chaos? Are, are you sure it's Charlie Fulton? From Marion, Ohio? Yes, it's okay. always Charlie Fulton. Charlie Fulton. Some diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> what if he did? What if you sent him some Pepsi AC or yeah. one of those? Yeah, peptide, I believe yeah. it is, right? Whatever it What's is. What's the other one? I'm sure some kid wants him to What's do the, the dance. Other? Let's see who's who's he gonna pick this the, week. The old guy. Not the old guy that looks like Mario. Not the kid in the goofy hat. Uh, well, he better. He's straight from Disney World. What is the <laughs> what is the other uh, anti-diarrhea medicine though? Kaopectate, or is that for constipation? What's the one that's um the pink shit? Pepto-Bismol, but that's not. Yeah, that's what you have for diarrhea. No, absolutely. That's more for like indigestion, right? No, it coats your stomach so you don't poo more. I don't think so. No, it's real. Remember, I guess you they, could use they, it for diarrhea, the, but da, 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 diarrhea, yay, Pepto-Bismol, the dance. They or say diarrhea in the Pepto-Bismol yes, jingle. Absolutely. <laughs> They list a bunch of symptoms, and diarrhea is one of them. Folks, let us know your favorite medicines for diarrhea. You can do that by <laughs> writing to Diarrhea Heads on yeah. Utah. Anyway, Dear is Diarrhea. It, wait, wait, wait. Is that an illustration of Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, it's from the magazine or something. I don't know. Oh, I forgot. Looks like Barney Rubble. I see ju uh, Ladies Wendy. Champ. Yep. Wendy Richter. Oh, are we actually going to talk about her this time? Because yeah. remember last time, they're like, we're going to talk about Wendy Richter. Just Moolah. Yeah. She beat Moolah in a shitty match. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. depicts Wendy with her manager, Cindy Lauper, celebrating I like that they still sell that, like, Cindy Lauper's her manager. She's there a lot. Yeah. To be fair, Cindy's there a lot. What is this now? Didn't we... What is this? We've seen this. Yeah, they showed this already. This is when she got in that fight with Moolah or whoever it was. Yeah, I believe it was Moolah. Or was it Judy Martin? No, it was Moolah. They're just going to show this for like two seconds where she comes out, and then they're just going to clip away. Yep. There she is. She there she is, Wendy Richter. Is a force to be reckoned with in the world wrestling Not Federation. even wrestling. <laughs> Look at the belt. Wendy Richter. Sorry, Alex. Told you. What is that shot? American maid. M A I D. What is she? A maid? Like a maiden. Yeah. Oh, that kind of maid. Yeah. Waged a war against all her opponents. What's that picture? She's in the bath. Oh, I see. She's blowing the bubbles. Off her wet hand. I don't like that. Doesn't fit the picture. It doesn't fit anything. No, it's poor. Lord Alfred Hayes is very awkward right now. Yeah. Whoa. Tag time. Okay. Oh yeah. No, no. This is that's the IC champion. Okay. Whoa, look at Lou's festive yeah. shirt. Now, who's that? <laughs> no, nobody doesn't like Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, we've seen him before. Wait, what's his name? I don't remember. Whatever happened to Pete Sanchez? I miss him. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever... No, we we'll probably will. Greg Hammer time, huh? Yeah. Why don't you like Greg Valentine? I mean, Julie or whatever. What is he? Yeah, Julie, his wife. Why don't Julie you, Valentine. Why do you not like Greg Valentine? What is your damn problem? Boring. It's lame. Stop it. Aldo Marino. Yeah, this guy. Okay, yeah, we've definitely seen him before. <laughs> Big pop. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Lou's shirt. I love Lou's shirt, by the way. So this is a non-title, I assume. I, w I would imagine yeah. so, yeah. Is Lou so he's got to check. You never know. <laughs> Lou talking to referee Jack Lotz. Marino getting bold with Albano. He wants a title. Phase. Maybe if he thinks I'll egg him on, they'll put the belt on the line. It's they'll just schoolboy him. That's they right. IC title, that's right? right, Quinn. Yeah. I, I, hey, man, anything to get your hands on that gold, right? It'll elevate Aldo Maroya here. Uh, what's his name? Mon yeah, Montoya? No. Yeah, Aldo Montoya, Quinn. Greg Hammer time in the purple tights here, mm -hmm. which is the color of Dimetap here on the OVP Medicine Podcast. Yep. Bootleg Ric Flair tights. You stop it with that. He is, though. He's not bootleg Ric Flair. He absolutely he is, is bootleg not Ric bootleg Ric Flair. <laughs> what? Come on. Couple of arm drags by Aldo, and the fans are hot. 
Valentine's not. Oh, that hillbilly man's there. He's wearing a denim jacket now. Yeah, what's going on? Isn't that? Here every week. How every does he, week. How does he afford these tickets? Well, what are they, three bucks? That's true. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know. Who's paying With inflation or whatever. It's, <laughs> it's probably expensive back then. Yeah, that's true. All right. Look at Aldo out wrestling the bootleg Ric Flair in the words of Michael Quinn. He is bootleg Ric I do Flair. not endorse this statement whatsoever. If you're going <laughs> to complain about this, I know Quinn won't deal with it anyway. But just remember that I, think, I didn't say it. I think Greg Valentine himself would admit that he is like a bootleg. Like, not maybe not. He wouldn't say bootleg, but like. Armory kind of like in a twist by Aldo. Imitation Ric Flair. He's if you will. not, though. Same damn character. No, it it's isn't. crappier. It's not Nature Boy Greg Valent. Wait a minute. Oh, ex excuse me. Ric Flair is the originator of the Nature Boy gimmick, That's right? That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right. No, he's not an imitation of anybody. Right. Yeah. Ric Flair didn't imitate anyone. No, you're okay, right. Let me let me let me point out something. I'd rather here. you didn't. He's imitating something many, many years after the fact. Are you new? What? Buddy Rogers hasn't been wrestling since the sixties or whatever. All right. Other than the like those rare appearances okay. where he has pants on. Don't worry about his pants. Yeah. I mean, don't don't bring up Buddy Rogers' pants. I just mean he, he wrestled with pants. Well So he doesn't look like he did. Did not Greg Valentine start uh, at the same time as Ric Flair? Yeah, and someone did it better than him, clearly. Excuse me, Ric Flair was I'm I'm rambling Ricky Rhodes and I'm three hundred pounds of brown hair and I wanna be dusty. He ended up better than Greg Valentine, that's he, for sure. At what? At everything. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, literally everything. Yeah, everything? Yeah. All right, we'll see about that. Talking, wrestling, titles. He is what? not a better talker you, you than Greg it. Valentine. Don't even, don't even try with that Greg one. Greg Valentine. I love Greg Valentine. I don't give a Mr. fuck. Mr. Pass the fucking potatoes over here. He didn't say that. It was Gene that yeah, said that. Yeah, exactly. He didn't say anything in that promo. He didn't need to. Gene carried it for him. And figure four by Valentine. There like it Rick is. Flair's an original over there or something. What do I see here on this finisher? That's called the figure four leg lock. Have you ever well, watched who, wrestling before? Whose finisher is that? Buddy Rogers, it's actually, by the Flair's. way. No, I think Buddy Rogers is actually the one that started no, 100%. it. One hundred percent Rick Flair okay, stuff now. Yeah, okay. The, sure. the, the, the true inheritor uh -huh. of the of the hold. Sure. He's got a title, of course he has a title because that's how you make this kind of character matter, is you give him a title. It's the style of character, rich guy or whatever. He's not supposed to be rich. He, he Where's makes a, a fancy robe. He makes a comfortable living, but you never hear him talking about jet flying, wheel and dealing, or whatever. Because he doesn't kiss deal, and he doesn't need to. He has Lou Albano. <sighs> Lou Albano. The fact that he needs Lou Albano. Oh yeah, because Ric Flair didn't have J.J. Dillon with him hanging out of his ass for years. You're, yeah, you're but right. he was like an associate. Ric Flair would talk. No, he's an ass. You mean you're just <laughs> you're adding too much to that <laughs> word. <laughs> What is it? By the way, what is what has always been your issue with J.J. Dillon? I, I'm like just him. curious I don't why, like why you don't like him. I just don't. You don't like Greg Valentine. Yeah. You know what's you know what's curious? Somebody brought up recently. Actually, I thought this was interesting. What? Because I was thinking is about it, it too. Bother me? No, no, no. Okay. There was a point in time where J.J. Dillon managed um, both Ric Flair and um, who's that fucking guy that's fake Ric Flair even more so than Greg Valentine? Well, the, the actual Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Buddy Landell, but that's on right? purpose. That but, was... but at the same time, like, weirdly, like, Buddy Landell was calling out, like, Ric Flair, like, I'm the real Nature yeah, Boy. Yeah, which is, but that's And then J.J. Dillon's, like, standing next to him, but then he's also at Ric Flair, yeah. and it's fucking confusing. Yeah, no, I know, I know like, what you mean. What, what the hell? What was it, 85 or something like that? Yeah, it's I like around yeah, that yeah, time. I that. Yeah, I just never could understand that shit. That's on purpose, though. That's that's intentional. Well, why is you J.J. See? Dillon backing that shit up? Why not? Because if the he wins either way, whoever wins. 
well, why wouldn't one of them drop him? Then I like because Buddy Landell's stupid. Either Landell or Flair would be like, what? What the fuck? I don't man? know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's see what Gene's doing here. Now, is this a parody or not? Is this like a, a blooper? The quality looks crappy, so probably not. Probably regular. At its very best, indeed. David San Martino oh, no! will be facing Ken Patera in Speaking the corner. David Oof. San Martino returning to Boston here at the Garden. Returning? Why? Well, I don't want to know about that. No, it's Bruno. Oh, Bruno. Champion, Bruno San Martino. Well, he's good. In the corner of his son David. In the corner of Ken Patera. The fact that they thought this would work. What, David? No, David Captain Bruno. Lewis. Oh, of course, Bruno look, Lewis wearing the same shirt. Mr. Bale on Bale over here. Oh, it's after Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh, it's after Thanksgiving, laughing for real. Who is he talking to? Yeah, I want to know. For those of you, for those of you on the audio, he was just yelling off screen. He's still yelling off screen. And the main man right here. What if David San Martino's over there? <laughs> Maybe. Look at the cheekbones. Look at the biceps, triceps. Victorious major. It's weird that he managed him and not Bobby. Bob Heenan. I know. Victory, as you can well tell. What is Lou doing? You have something in your ear. Are we sure this isn't a blooper? Well, I'm going to tell you, you might so. have something in your ear. And David Sarmentino, you're going to have this fist stuck down your throat, too, baby. <laughs> it's kind of good. It was the attitude error he would have said, up your ass or yeah. something. What's he looking at? Are they? Are all these guys coming in and looking at the monitor on the floor or something? I can't tell. A lot of these promos seem like something was going wrong. Like they're they were all filmed at the same time. Yeah. The ones where they're looking at the floor, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Okay. Oh. Wait, what's this? Is, that, is this the U.S. Express? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who are these people? Is that, is that who I think it is? Is it Terry Gibbs? Yeah. R.T. Reynolds, I remember. He actually oh, he kind of looks interesting for this period. Yeah, that's Terry Gibbs, Gibbs, right? Wow. Is that his debut on this canon? Wow. Is he doing like this or something? What does he do? No, yeah. just this. Okay. And Terry Gibbs is around forever, <laughs> and he stinks. Oh, God. Is that IRS over there? I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. He's here. All right. The U.S. Express in full force here, uh, making his debut on the cannon. Here we go. I, so much for that. Uh, Mike Rotundo. So much for the, right. So much for that singles run for Barry Windham. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> they gave matches. up on that shit pretty quick. <laughs> Mr. Rotundo is here. Wow. You know, he looks a little bit like he could be an accountant or something, Quinn. Yeah, maybe. This fella here. Or maybe he, he's the father of, like, some guy from The Shining or something. It's possible. <laughs> Whatever he is. <laughs> All right, Kerry Gibbs and Rotundo starting off here. Both men in the black trunks lock up. Rotundo turning Gibbs around. No, Gibbs turning Rotundo around in the now, corner. Now, which one of these two is the jobber? Uh, Dick Kroll. <laughs> no. Corner whipped by Gibbs. Charge. Shoulder block. The way they introduce Rotunda, you actually would be like, is Barry Windham teaming up with a jobber? Like, I'm not even kidding. Is that Sal Bolomo? Yeah. <laughs> Sons have flipped by Rotundo. He's not bad, though, in this role, Quinn. You know? I know. Inside cradle by Rotundo. R.T. Reynolds trying to get bold. Now, that's not the guy who ran the Wrestle tape Crab, company right? or whatever it was. Yeah. The guy from WrestleCrap? WrestleCrap, yeah. Can we pretend that it is. I know it's not. Yeah. I know. That 
This is his dad, RT. Yeah, RT. Instead of RJ. <laughs> Retweet Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds rap, actually. He's a heir of that empire. Right. Lindemann off the top. Now here comes the actual star of here. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is in WWF terms, neither of them have done I understand that, but we already know Barry Windham now. We do. He's been here three weeks. Yeah, so now he's the star. He looks good, though. They both... Somebody was saying, I I think it was Ian, he was saying that Barry Windham, this was a a move to get Blackjack or something out of of NWA or whatever. One of the possible theories is it was like a suck-up to Blackjack, you know, to get his son here. The idea was to hurt another company by... They'd never do that. Yeah, Vince never hurts another company. I mean, he did the same thing with David Bruno right now. He, he's he's keeping Bruno San Martino here because yep. of his son. His son. Because, I mean, honestly, if, if David Bruno couldn't get a job here and he still wanted to wrestle really bad, I don't doubt Bruno would go to any territory Wherever. to get his son Fucking over. Bill Watts would take him, maybe, yeah. or somebody. I don't know as about Bill Watts. As long as Bruno Watts, comes along. As long yeah. as Bruno comes along, exactly. Right. Tell you what, though. As far as the U.S. Express is concerned, they're actually a good tag team. They're all right. It's not just some, like, mythical thing. Like, they're actually pretty good. I find it interesting that we have two father-sons going on right now. Well, and... Wyndham and his dad. You mean Wyndham Rotunda? It's yeah. almost like there's a guy named Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, we also have Wyndham Rotunda <laughs> yeah. as well. Bulldog by Barry after an airplane spin by Rotunda. Here comes Gibbs, but he's in no man's land. Horrible dropkick by Rotunda. Gibbs, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, what? He's messing the finish up. I know. And the U.S. Express win. They're not named that, though, yet, yeah. if you've noticed. They're just two guys tag teaming. Just scrapping through, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's about damn time we get some tag teams. Wait, you know what they also said was going to be here this week? What? Brett the Hitman. They did yeah. mention Bret Hart. Uh, yeah. Young Bret Hart of the Hart family that you don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the Hart family. What? Who? What is that? Yeah. All right. Not a bad... Nobody here definitely didn't know... Nobody knew who... Um, nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. I'm saying nobody knew who Stu Hart was in, in this territory. Probably very few people. Yeah. You know, honestly. Uh, the guy with the bear. Uh, <laughs> I'm the guy with the bear. I'm the guy with the Remember Terrible Ted when I took him here? His eyes popped out. Yeah. Taxidermy. <laughs> um... So, this was actually a pretty good debut for these two. Yeah, they won. Taxidermy Bear. And a good, uh, a good debut for Terry Gibbs and R.T. Reynolds yeah, as well. Yeah, R.T. I wonder, I just want to see if we're going to see Billy Jack or not. They did say this, but I I have high, like, I doubt he will show High doubt? Up. High doubt, yes. <laughs> we'll find a out. A very tall amount of doubt. Is, if, that, is that the word? Yeah, no, it is. If he does show up... Paul Orndorff. Wait. I don't hear them mention it. Well, we don't know who it's going to be. We're going to wait. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's Billy Jack. I don't know. We're going to find maybe out. Maybe he doesn't wrestle and he just talks to Roddy Piper. <laughs> That's horrible. What's yeah. What's going to go wrong here on this one? It's Boston again. A fantastic card put the, um, together by promoters. It looks too cruddy for there to be like a, a blooper again. Exactly. The ladies tag team champions. Ladies tag Velvet team champions. Who are they? And Desiree Peterson. Remember? When did that Speaking happen? Don't worry. Team action. <laughs> Don't worry. Roddy Roddy Piper will be teaming up with Mr. Wonderful Paul. Oh, wow. They're they teaming just up. inventing titles now? No, didn't we see that one time? From the oh, South I guess. Pacific, the Tonga Kid. Oh, God. Another one. return to no. Boston. Tonga what is that? I want, I want Oh, I want Piper. Tonga, we obviously know I love when he talks. Two of you want a shot at Mr. Wonderful and especially oh Rowdy Roddy Piper here in Boston. You know something, me, Gene? Oh. Every time you mention that name, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Are they a tag team, I guess? Oh, I think so. Yeah. 
That name makes me sick, and I don't want to hear it again as long as Tama just has complete fucking. He detests Roddy Piper. I hope you're there, brother. Why is he all calm? He's not afraid of him either. He doesn't care. You call his name, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, sure. OP himself. Mr. Wonderful. Wait, is this the first time Ruddy is tagging with Mr. Wonderful? Probably since it is January or February. There's only one thing I just like to tell the people in Boston. But yes, I'm feeling fine. Why is his voice a little more peppy? I like your baked beans. Yeah. Even just to team up. I like your chicken. Family of mine, which we call the SPC, South Pacific Connection. Do they have a name now? Name now. Islands. Piper. SPC, as he says. Okay. But remember one thing, brother. Just keep this in mind. Keep it down deep in that soul, brother. This is the best snooker promo I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Ever since that, the chairs won. Yeah. You know who's going to finish it, brother? And that means I love you. I have got a pretty good idea. Stay tuned. I talk loud to make sure that you know we're out of time. Yeah. You know what I mean with G. Wait, is that Bobby with Mr. Wonderful? That's new. Yeah. Why did they show that? I don't They just spoiled it. Uh, who's this big cat earning lad in the ring? Who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. That's, um, Joe Murdo. Mm. I couldn't tell from far away. I just saw a tall guy in a shiny coat. I just, just like, it's a big cat. They kind of look like him from far away. So wait, Bob Heenan. Why is Iron Anderson next to him? James Lipton over there. What, <laughs> yeah. fucking, what are we doing? <laughs> so what is this? Bob Heenan's now with OP? Oh, shit. Whoa, look at the wall. Is this is definitely new, right? Like he wasn't before this. I don't recall this being announced. I thought his manager was Roddy Piper. Manager of this fantastic athlete. Okay, yeah, no, it's it's new. Look at Gilberto's. No background story. They're just gonna say that that's his manager. I mean, to be fair, he needed more than one guy. All he had was John Studd. He is pretty wonderful. I mean, he definitely needs. He's the original. I wonder if Piper or uh, I wonder if Bobby bought him new uh, trunks. Oh, we'll find out. Yeah, this shit was. Mrs. Wonderful, I get it, Paula. I can't believe he's been going this long with the OP tights. Doesn't he keep them forever? No. No. I'm pretty sure it changes. Hmm. Or it just says like "wonderful" on them instead. Well, that'd be better. Yeah. Remember Joe Murdo? I think this is his canon debut, isn't it? We've seen him on... No, we've seen him before. No. I, I know you said... On the canon? Yeah, I know you said Joe Murdo on this canon. No! A couple, weeks, a couple weeks ago. Oh, I don't think so. A couple weeks ago, Oh, Joe. wait. Are you sure it was this canon? This canon, It wasn't canon, some, yeah. like, squash match on another show? No. It was definitely Look, this? Look, the OP's gone. Is it really? Oh, Bobby bought him new trunks. Nope. Oh, oh there it is. There's Never OP. OP. I told you. <laughs> Original Paul himself. <laughs> so these are like gray trunks there. I like that Orndorff still takes a lot of time and pisses everyone off. Well, Bobby knows where the uh, the money is made here, you know? Uh, absolutely he does, and I think, I remember Bobby saying he would manage as many guys as he wanted to just to get the money, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, he also knows how to make the money, I mean, with OP. Exactly, so. He knows, okay, this is his thing, you take forever and <laughs> yep. piss everyone off, and then you have a shit match and you leave. <laughs> Bobby the Weasel and Little John Stud, that sign said. Murdo's a you know, big that guy. guy looks like Little John from the Robin Hood from like 1990 or whatever. I believe, yeah, I believe that's true. I believe he does. Very similar. Very similar. Um, Wait, you know, did Hibbley Jim play him? Who? Is that like Little John from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Did who play him? The Hillbilly Man. Oh, uh, no. And said Hillbilly Man in the credits. Uh, you know what's interesting is um, it's just so funny. This is 1984, right? Uh huh. Bobby Heenan is like a 20 something year veteran manager. Yeah, he's like 40, you said the other day. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that he's new here, but for how long 
he was been in, in the business but and how young fair, he is. He was, in a, he was in a company that was known to be like long term. Like if you if you oh, were yeah. there, you were there forever. He was in like AWA a, for almost all of that. Yeah, of I, it, that's but. what I mean. It's like AWA was known for having the same guys for a very long time. Yeah, so it was, kind of it makes sense. He was in AWA a long time. Yeah, back elbow by Orndorff so, onto Joe I guess Bobby the Brain really was only in three companies overall in his entire career. Well, he and, worked. Um, he went to Georgia for a little bit in '79. I'm sure he passed through and he did. You know, for like a hot second, but I mean, like like a year maybe. But yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he was in. Who ran the one before? Well, he was in AWA, but what was he in before that? Was it Dick the Bruiser's territory? Who ran the one that he was in? Where was he? No idea. I really don't know. Chicago? St. Louis? I can't Bobby remember. Pre AWA. I'm just re- yeah, I'm just forgetting. I'm just forgetting. Wasn't his debut in like '69 or something? '61. No, in AWA, I mean. AWA '69, I think. Yeah. Yes. Oh, pile driver by original Paul. I mean, Bobby the Brain managed the world champion in AWA for a long time. Nick Bockwinkle, yeah, yeah. and uh, the the Blackjacks. Yeah, remember remember the time um, Nick Bockwinkle showed up in WF, and then Bobby introduced him. Yeah, it was good. And there was like this like uh, approval or yeah, whatever. The big hug from Bobby. It was nice. Bobby the Weasel. The, wh- the Weasel. Little John Stud. See, they know Little John. Yeah. Yeah, they know him. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this though? Bobby Heenan now under or has the auspices of uh, Paul Orndorff. Yeah. He's under the tutelage of Bobby the Brain Heenan. He now. is, Quinn. I think that's a good pairing. The Heenan family is growing. It is. No. Big John Crud. Um, <laughs> Big John Stupid. OP. It's, it's growing. That sign, that Big John Crud sign from like a year ago or whatever, that's one of my favorite ones ever. <laughs> Somebody recently posted on the board. Yeah. This, I have only one was. thing to say. Big John Crud. It's rich Grammar. So I forget yeah, who that was. It was, said, it was very the, funny. The entire post. <laughs> Big all John I have Crud. to say is one thing. Big John Crud. That is all. Yeah, that is all. <laughs> Who's on the pit? Remember Vince didn't know. That was... Wait, what? He just it, wrestled. Why is it Aldo Moreno? <laughs> what was that poorly edited? Was, was it supposed to be... The continuity's all fucked up here. Was it supposed to be Billy Jack? It's kind of funny when he makes fun of Jobber, so... Oh, no, yeah, remember we're not allowed to talk. Blackjack. No, Wait, Bob Orndorff. Bob Orndorff. Bob Orndorff, he's official. Don't be nervous, I follow me. What's this? This this year this year is my own personal bodyguard. Yeah, to prevent people from fucking with him, like blackjack. You have been trying to make a name for themselves on the pit. You see, I know how fast you are, Aldo. I know how strong you are, and you get some young punk that's gonna come on and try to make a name for himself. And what they've been doing is we've been getting all this havoc on the pit. So I have chosen Mr. Orton to be my own personal bodyguard. It's great. Thank you, Roddy. I'd just like you to know it's an honor and a privilege. Wait, reduced down to a bodyguard from a wrestler, eh? Well, I'm okay with it. He is devoted 100% to me. Now you, you... Now when does he get the pink hat? That's the best part. That's 86. Okay. It's not now. Oh, oh. Mr. Piper, I have never needed a bodyguard, but I guess somebody who wears a skirt might huh. have to have a bodyguard. What is this guy picking a fucking fight here? <laughs> He's very bold. Wait a second. Okay, Uh-oh. wait a second. Wait what is Tama going to come out now? <laughs> you. I don't Can he? Piper's going to attack him. You went to Japan. You think I need a bodyguard? Oh. I don't need you for you. I need him for you. Anybody that wears a skirt should have a bodyguard, Mr. Piper. Oh, is that my goodness gracious? Oh, he went around the back side. You see, got him. See, that's bullshit there. Well, he he shouldn't have talked shit. Get up, Aldo! 
You're you're defending the bully. You are defending the bully. No, I just mean to say he was he he can't, he, he said don't say I'm wearing a skirt. And I know he, that's he, not nice, but at the same time, Piper started all of it. I know he did. Who's that? That blackjack? Yeah, but not him. It was the other one. Oh, oh, Mr. Prussia, Dave Barbie, yeah. <laughs> the king of Prussia himself. Yeah, the king of Prussia. He looks better than Blackjack fucking Mulligan. I'll tell you that much. He's young. He's so good looking. I'll say this though: Blackjack Mulligan is much bigger than big I remembered. Holy shit! Big man. A very big boy. I wouldn't mess with this guy. Are you no. kidding me? Good lord. Holy moly. I know. It's like a mutant or something. I mean, there's a reason that he thought he could feed with Andre back in 82. <laughs> yeah, that's remember? true. He's like, oh, big. I can do it. Remember he crushed the apple? <laughs> that whole shit? Ever Pat was all upset. I can't believe, like, it's, he's been gone that long. And they just, like, yeah. brought him back with no fanfare. He just showed up on Piper's pit. He brought him back with the sun, and that was yeah. kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arm drag by Blackjack. Now he's got long hair instead of short hair, and that's basically it. His hair's better like this, don't you think? I like it better. Yeah. Lock up now, again. Do you think he always felt a loyalty to this company specifically because they made them tag champs and all that? No. No. AWA was his jam, wasn't it? More, more than any company? I'm not saying he didn't like it here, but... Yeah. I just mean is I, I just didn't know if he, he had some weird loyalty to World Federation. Eh, I don't... I, I'm really not qualified to answer that. stage even after he got out of prison for the money laundering or whatever? No, you're thinking of Jack Lanza. Oh, sorry. He was there forever. Yeah. Backstage. Well, one of the blackjacks. There's always a blackjack around. Always, There was always one. Yeah. yeah. You're right about that. I don't know... Uh, I mean, hell, they even had one of the new blackjacks that kept him forever. In JBL. Yeah, and they had Wyndham as an agent for a while, didn't they? There's <laughs> always a always gotta have a blackjack yeah, around. Never know. I'm yeah. surprised we don't have them now. The blackjack the legacy. Ones. Yeah, you gotta have Why didn't he make a new one just so that they can like, you know, continue it? At this point, I think we're okay with it. Like, that it would be okay to do. Just put I mean. on NXT, like, briefly. That way, when that guy eventually becomes an agent, because nobody on NXT ever makes it anymore anyway, like, they can just, like, make him an agent, like Jamie Noble Boy or whatever. <laughs> Jamie Noble Boy. Yeah. Signed by Barbie. This has been quite an eventful episode, Quinn. Yeah. So, so far, we've seen... Dave Barbie. Dave Barbie, which <laughs> is very important. No, but we've seen um Bobby Heenan is now with uh, Paul Orndorff. Yep. And Bob Orton is now with Roddy Piper. I mean, mm -hmm. the wheels are in motion. Things are coming together. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting how quick this Things is Things are happening. Things are happening here. Armbar by... No, side headlock, excuse me, by Mulligan. Well, I feel like I'm feet. watching 1982 right now. Not in a good way, though, Quinn. Yeah. Well, we didn't like Mulligan in 82, let's be honest. At least we have Dave Barbie. I like him. Yeah, he's good. He's Look how... Oh, he's look. taking shots here. Mulligan is well, not... Mulligan is, is, is reeling a little bit, but he's a big boy. It's going to take a lot more to take him out. He is a very big boy. Big heart Popeye punch. punch. Is that the heart punch? No, just a chin punch. Yeah. I kind of like him better with the long hair. I kind of like him better as a face, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, he has a face here. That's what I mean. I suppose it was 82 mm -hmm. heel run. That was so boring. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is I like this long hair yeah. look. I think he looks good. I think he looks all right. Looks like younger for some reason. He doesn't look old. I'll yeah. give you that. Irish whip by Mulgan. Off the ropes is Barbie. I know he is relatively old here, though, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know when he was born, but I would imagine... His son is, like, 20 already. I would imagine he is... 39 at the youngest. At the youngest. Maybe 44. Yeah. You can look but it up. We have the damn, he's in good shape still. Well, I he's in a shape. We I have the time. He's a, you don't 
You don't think he's in good shape here? I he's, think he's in real he's, good shape here. Ask Bruno. Maybe Bruno is. Uh, good shape. He's a good, good you want to look up how old he is? We have the time here. We have the, the facilities. Black Jack Mulligan. Black Jack Mulligan. He whips uh, Barbie into the rub here and he comes out with the back elbow. He almost fell over. He did fall over. And not that good. Born in 42. So he is 42 here. Wow. Interesting. There you have it. No, he doesn't look that old, though. He looks 42. He's got young face. I don't know how to else to describe it. Hawaii. 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 Oh, Morocco. Thank God, we haven't seen... And now, Ooh. here on the beach of Waikiki, the magnificent I like this. one, okay. Don Morocco and oh. his manager, Mr. Fuji. <laughs> look at this, he's training with the girls. I've, I think I've seen this. This is great. That's the best shape I've ever seen him in in my life. Oh, sound going? <laughs> this being the very first promo on the very first day, we all know we have marbles in our mouth and cotton. And don't worry about the countdown and keep it running, because I know Vince McMahon is a very hard man. This to is get a blooper. Yeah. First of all, let's discuss the Middle East trip. <laughs> I have here the airplane ticket, which I have not yet been reimbursed for. <laughs> I have my fare, my my salary, which I have not yet received the full amount. I got it. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to business here. <laughs> Since you're such a hard man to get a hold of, it only comes to approximately $800. I know with all the millions and millions of dollars I've drawn you, that $800 is a hard bunch of money. I, I, it doesn't matter. You know the irony? This is just a complete outtake. This is like a real promo now. Yeah. All the money I've drawn, the company, yeah, and yeah. all, you know, it's... Shawn He's Michaels just, started that. Just fucking with him. If I'm tongue-tied or not. I know. $800 is hard for you to Fuji come Fuji likes it. So please, in your generosity, one of these Fuji's days... Fuji's just like, hey, are we rolling here? What is this? Money, God damn it. <laughs> Alright, do we get the real one now? Uh, Let's see. And now here okay, the this is the real one. Yeah. The magnificent one, Don Morocco and his manager, Mr. Fuji. Why is it shittier? Because it's this is the original quality. Yeah. Mr. Fuji, another glorious day in paradise. Lovely. See, everybody <laughs> see Morocco train, train a beautiful white sanded beach with live, beautiful girl son. Oh, you girl son. Fan, boy, people in America. <laughs> now Morocco be there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all it was in the end. Non-title. Here we go. Non-title tag team match. Briscoes. Yep. Girl sons. <laughs> girl son. You know, though, Quinn, I mean, to get vignettes like that, that cutaway, that's... They were not doing that. Yeah, but that also felt like he was away or something, and they wanted to keep him on our minds, because that was, like, two seconds long. No, I know, but I'm just saying, they haven't been doing produced things like that. Yeah. The quality switch, by the way. Better. Better now, mate. It was a real beat of max before. It was. That means I love you, Jeff. And that means I love you, Dick. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a desire to see this, can I be honest? Was this supposed to be some, like, like, oh, we're really looking forward to this shit, like the Briscoes are finally in WF? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Now, you know what's weird? Yeah. Is, um, what's the one that the Carrier family, what's that one? Like, <laughs> Jerry Briscoe. Jerry? Jerry, yes. <laughs> you know what's weird is he doesn't look very old here. It's weird to me that he, like, retired from wrestling, basically, at this point in time, because he... <laughs> He doesn't look that old. What is he, 44? I don't even think he looks that old. I think he looks like he's 
He's the young one. It's uh, Jack is the, is the old one. one. Yeah, Jack's older. And Jack looks good, though, still. Yeah, but Jack looks actually old. His younger brother actually looks like a baby. Jack Briscoe here in 84 has that Luthez 70s look to yes, him. Yes, exactly. Like, in shape, but older. Now, Jerry Briscoe was never the world champion, right? God, no. Yeah, I, I don't know who would give him a world title. He stinks. Yeah. He's not that good. Double axe. I mean, it's not like he's horrible. He's whatever. He's whatever. Jack Briscoe's an actual talent. Jack Briscoe's good, yeah. Yeah. Arm thing by Jack Jerry, no, Jerry into a knee drop. I always thought it was confusing, Jack and Jerry. Jerry and Jack. Like, it's, well, it's two just sounds, yeah. I know, I just always had problems recognizing which, which who owned what name. Like, I know how each of them look, and I know that the older, gruffer one is the former world champion, but, like, I would always be like, is it Jack or Jerry? I don't I don't fucking know. Jack is the, the NWA champion. Yeah. And Jerry was the stooge. Arm bar, I mean, arm, <laughs> arm drag, nicely done by the stooge. Now, it's amazing. On that. Adrian. That um, Jerry here would end up working for the company until forever. Until semi-recently. Right? It, was it only recently that they fired him? Was he fired also by that fucking uh, guy, Khan, or whatever that, oh, that, that nobody know. likes? I don't know. The Wrath of Khan. What the fuck is going on over there? He fired Stephanie now? He and fire uh, Stephanie. Triple H. She, she decided not to... <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. I just, I, I just don't care. I find it rather interesting. I mean, look as, at, as a as a thing in general. I find it interesting, but look at what we do on yeah. a weekly basis. Yeah. Do you think I care at all about what's going on right Me now? Me either. You know? I, I don't care. Although I will care if they sell it to fucking Disney or whatever the fuck they're prepping it for, because it's obvious to me that this guy's just dropping anything that costs them money at this point that he wants to sell it. Maybe. Um, and may, I, I've, I've always thought that that's his directive, and that's why he seems like the bad guy. It's like Vince just installed this stooge to take all the heat as he, like, lobs off all the dead weight so they can sell the company. Hey, I mean, whatever happens, we'll find out yeah. here. Uh, probably as we're doing the canon sometime in 85 or yeah, some, so. Yeah, some, I bet you one day when we're doing the canon, some alert will come on, on the our phone. WWE uh, sells so, to uh, Disney, Walt Disney, Disney. or... Fox or McDonald's no, Corp. It can't be Fox now because they sold their shit to Fox. Disney too. Um, everybody be. bought their sold their shit to Disney. What if it's Elon Musk? I'm just kidding. Elon I'm Musk joking. buys WWE. <laughs> I'm joking. That would be weird. It'd be something. All right, uh, double team coming up here by the Briscoes on Dick Murdoch. Procter and Gamble has purchased World Wrestling Entertainment. Like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Procter and Gamble. They're gonna try to sell band aids on WWE programming. It wouldn't. They sold zip pads forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Murdoch in control now of Jerry Briscoe. Adrian climbing across the ropes weirdly. Yeah. I'm trying to think, there's not many other media companies these days who would purchase this cruddy tape library. Bloomberg Television. Yeah. I guess Fox still owns shit, right? Yeah. Nice power slam by Murdoch. Uh, Time Warner. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, hey, well they're, Time they're all wrapped up with. HBO Max yes, and all that shit now, right? Warner Media, I think Warner, it's called. Warner as, Media, as a, as I think a, it is. As a yeah. Conglomerate, yeah. That'd be ironic if WWE got sold to Warner Media. Hey, man, it's one thing when you get sold because nice running um, elbow, but there by Adonis. One, two. Can that be it? No. Nope. Kick up by Jerry. It's one thing when you have to sell because you're going bankrupt or yeah. whatever. It's another thing when 
you can sell. No, because... You know what I mean? No, this is, for them, this is a good sell. This means, like, we're cashing out, damn it. Yeah, like, like, you know we're what done. I mean? Like, we're, we're finally we're, done. We're, we're fucking done with it. Yeah. Like, I've always theorized that Vince wants to cash out in the end. Like, What's interesting, though, is for what purpose when he's so old? To leave his, his family, like, just... Uh, oh, because they're broke. No, 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 but it's one of those things where you're just, like, you're amassing a gigantic fortune because you know the government's going to take 50% of it, so these old fucking guys, they try to, like... Oh, no! Oh, wait, what? O'Connor roll! Oh, Adrian with a nice save. This is heating up, Quinn. Yeah. No, you're right, and Vince loves the government, as yeah. we well know. Exactly, so these old fucking dudes, they, like, try to, like get maximum money for their company so they can pass along Fair. as much money as possible. Double whips, double leaf frogs though by the Briscoes. Turn around, double drop kicks on Adonis and Murdoch and double spinning toe holds coming up. No double figure fours that they also ripped off mm -hmm. from Ric Flair, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And is that going to be it? Murdoch has quit! The Briscoes win! Wait, what? Non-title. Remember? Wait, they won? They beat him. Every human being on their feet! Okay, well, I guess there's going to be a, a title match now. I, I believe they've earned one. They made them both quit. They made them both quit. That was sudden as I talk about the WWF business situation. That's all right. Wow. A shocker here in Poughkeepsie. I was not expecting it to just end like that. They kicked their asses, Quinn. Yeah. They they handled them. Yeah, that wasn't even long. Right. No. Here I think there's going to be this big, long, right. drawn-out match. We're setting up for one of our long-term discussions here. And, and Jerry Briscoe. They say Brett and Jerry Briscoe. Wow, they're getting a nice round of applause here. We still from got the Billy Jack and Bret Hart, Allegedly. Right? Yeah. So here, how did this go down here? We got a sunset? No. They front jump over them and put this... Double drop kick. Devastating drop kick. Devastating. Thanks for showing us the end. Why did they do that? Uh-oh. This sounds like a blooper. This looks fake. Yeah. Something called fake. Fucking World Wrestling Federation action. The Holiday Spectacular from the World Wrestling Federation in its debut Friday night December the 28th. The Rockets going to be there. Holiday Spectacular. Big John Studd. Yeah. Of the God, Andre the Giant versus John Studd again. That's all they can offer us here. They haven't done it enough, you know? Ivan Sorry. Putsky. Uh-oh. And the Ooh. Polish Hammer coming to town. He's coming back, the ladies baby. Champion, all right. Wendy Richter right here okay. in her own home state to defend the ladies' championship against Judy Martin. In addition, Good. Black Jack Mulligan, oh. also another fellow Texan, going to be going against the likes of strongman Ken Patera. Captain Lou Albano, if I could oh boy. prevail upon you, oh no. sir, I, I saw him wandering around here. Is this the from before? I don't know if the, the great state of Texas I don't know. or the cities of Dallas, Fort Worth, are so. ready for the likes of Captain Lou Albano. Apparently not Bobby Heenan. Where the devil is the man? I can't yeah, figure it out. Bobby. Knowing Lou Albano, he's on the phone. He's doing some big business. You know, he manages Ken Patera. Ken Patera is a very, very powerful man. In the Olympics, in the, in the uh, Pan American I've Games, all manage him. he won that five <laughs> disappear, just out of thin air. Well, maybe he's called somebody to bail Patera out of the gym. Maybe he's in another scrap oh! again. Who knows Gene. if he worked over this time? Gene. You know, that guy's got a short fuse. His mind's half gone. He's, he's, he's the most wanted wrestler in the world. He's won in nine states. Where Bobby you saying know, the this. Guy Wait a minute. Well, here's an update. It's 11 states now. 11 states, yeah. <laughs> and only 12 cases of rape. That ain't bad for the Whoa. weekend. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And you should have seen what he did this past Thursday on Thanksgiving. What did he do, Gene? He, uh, <laughs> he nailed a turkey from the rear. Fans, stay tuned. We're going to do this one over again. Yeah, the one with the big dick. Uh, yeah, the one with the one with the big the turkey with the pecker on it. <laughs> Holy shit! What is this? Better not be throwing those up uh, while I'm while I'm here. 
the, why is the clock there, too? <laughs> oh my god, that was good. Holy shit. That was the. <laughs> oh. Paul Orndorff putting his skills over? to the course. Uh, Adonis and they just skipped over that Billy Jack shit and Bret Hart. Of late, uh, with the yeah, they show. definitely said Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. Famous Hart family or whatever. Although we know what great wrestlers they were, and I really wasn't surprised, but they really did something. You notice how since Bruno's son is here, he's very happy to do commentary. Mm -hmm. He's like very into it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, that will change. Adonis and Murdoch, the combination of Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. By the way, next week. Another tag team match headed your way, a very special one. Okay. Because we'll be seeing the combination of Ken Patera and Ken Patera's tag team partner. Who is it? Giant like Big John Studd as they uh -oh. are. Andre and mystery one partner. And the only Was it Hulk Hogan? And his special mystery partner. I don't Andre know, but. And a mystery partner. Doesn't return to Superfly again. He just returned. And Big John Studd. Doesn't something we'll happen with them? Um, I think it's Hulk, dude. Next week here on Championship Wrestling. Plus the likes of David, Bruno, Remember there's Hackett, a match where Andre faces Stud and Patera? Something happens. Also on hand, this is too a year too early for that shit. Santana. We'll see you next week for more hmm. of Championship no. Wrestling. So, okay, so just to clarify here, last week we were promised Billy Jack, Billy Jack and Bret Hart. And we've got neither. Neither of them showed up, yeah. Okay, um, let's see if Richard has any bonus features for us, as he often does have at least one thing. That, Bob. Now back to fucking action or whatever yeah. the bonus. Oh! Yep. We'll get you back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. Bonus footage. <laughs> oh, here it is, finally. Blackjack's barbecue. In somebody's basement, what is this? <laughs> With the record player in the corner somewhere. What is like young jeans on? Like I'm a young boy. Bobby's sweeping off the bench. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, I wouldn't be too concerned about Mr. Piper. He'll be back because I got faith in Mr. Piper. But you know, remember this all started because Blackjack's like, I could do a better show yeah, than you. This show stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he just showed is like. This show's not that good. Yeah. I could do a better one. I'll do it. So here we go. Here Let's we go. go for it. Remember, it's Bobby. We're not allowed to talk. Looks like Blackjack Mulligan should be in the Eagles or something. Looks <laughs> like Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> one of those people, obviously, that like pickup trucks. You probably own a pickup truck. You probably put that stuff in your lip and spit into a cup. Stuff. You probably enjoy that country and western music by Ozzy Nelson. That's uh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, who cares? You ever seen Willie Nelson? The guy looks like he should be vacuumed. <laughs> and everybody today is talking about country and western. They love this barnyard atmosphere. They love those fly-infested horses. They love everything there is about country and western. They like the music. They like Bobby, Bobby, excuse me, what's the matter with country and western? Uh -oh. Well, nothing if that's the kind of a class that you want. Oh. I'm from Beverly Hills. I sit around the swimming rich. pool. I have tennis courts. Yep. I drive a Rolls Royce and a Mercedes. I don't own a pickup truck. You notice my shoes are shine, not dirty like yours. My slacks are pressed. I don't wear jeans. I don't have anything to do with the cowboy atmosphere in life. Now, people seem to be really into that today. Okay. People seem to really enjoy the music, like I said. They enjoy Texas. 
the beautiful clean air in Texas. Just Texas. I enjoy everything about Texas. I don't like Texas. I don't like anything like that. Basically, says Bobby Heenan. Is to be dressed like a cowboy. I wouldn't want to look like a cowboy or be dressed. What is this music? You possibly could look like a cowboy. Bobby's selling a hat. Only Bobby. This music sucks. Is, that is this going to be like Missy's Manor, but just with Blackjack Mulligan? <laughs> it lasts longer than that, doesn't okay. it? Yeah. Blackjack's Barbecue Pit, isn't that yeah. what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. We're at MSG here. We got Piper over there? That is Orton. Orton. Oh, yeah, they're going to play Tama. And, oh, shit. And Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy the Super. Oh, listen to the fans here. But I mean, I keep telling everyone, it's like, he's over his shit. MSG always. He's wearing the I want paper Wait, shirt he, now. Is he wrestling? He's got pants on. Maybe they're tear-off pants. I think Piper's not wrestling. I think it's Orton versus Tama based on the trunk oh, situation. Okay. Piper's got his dress coat on. You're right. You're <laughs> the but fancy coat. The fa- his fancy coat on. Good. We get to see some Tama. Mm-hmm. Did I hear Lord Al with Gorilla? I think so. Yep. And do you think this match is to, to curfew, Joe? No, I, I bet you it's not, but I could be wrong. No. Now, Jimmy's wearing a Tonga Kid t-shirt. Yeah, he's in support, you yeah. know what I mean? Piper's just going to leave, eh? He is, he's hightailing it out of there. This feels like when this feels like 85 already, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah somebody just gave Piper the finger right in his face. Right in his face. That inspired him to come back to the ring now. Well, good. A sweater, a sweater. Uh, accompanies him. <laughs> Tama is ready to roll here. And uh, Snuka in support with his Tonga Kid shirt. Interesting. Tama wants Piper, but uh, he's going to get Orton instead. He's going to get his crony. Yeah. So I guess he's officially now full-flung crony of Roddy Piper. It seems like it, right? Piper introduced him as his bodyguard. After one week here. After one week, yeah. What does that sign? It means something, doesn't it? That particular sign? That particular sign means I love you. See? <laughs> means I love you, it's like Lord. Like, Lord set him up for it. Yep. That means something, right? What does that mean? Say it, Gorilla. I love when you say that. That's so nice how you say that with the dulcet tones. Wait, wait, wait. Piper's taking his coat off. What's going on here? Is it a tag match? Or is Piper I thought it fighting Tama? And it's the other way around. No, Snook is in there too. Isn't this the tag match that they were hyping? But he's got pants on. It's like he's got, uh, Maybe he wants got to Adidas rest- pants on. I don't think he's wrestling in Adidas pants. Maybe he Unless he has his Superfly underpants on underneath. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, Piper had all that crap on, and he's still wearing half yeah, of it. I guess he could be wearing his Superfly underpants. Underpants, yeah. Not Superman underpants. That's no, wait, different. he's still got his skirt on. Kilt, Quinn. Whatever. Kilt. All right, Aldo. Yeah. Dick Kroll's uh, like, are we going to start here? or? Why is Dick Kroll wearing short sleeves today? He's or not. long sleeves, sorry. Doesn't he often? No, he usually wears short sleeves. It's it's this November, though. It's cold. It's true. Turkey. Oh, there's Piper. Finally took it off. So I guess he is wrestling. I guess it is Tama versus Piper. So it's Tama versus Piper. That was confusing they, based off the tight situation. <laughs> yeah, they were not clear here. Now, uh, Orton is wearing his usual brown frilly duster. Yeah. I just want to make sure everyone on the audio knows that. But, but he, he's in his wrestling trunks. He is in his trunks, and he's been good since he came back in 84. I've liked Orton in, Much in 84. Much better. Yeah. Tama is just awesome. With the respect here for 
legend super how I was explaining how oh he's from before Hulk so he's he you have to let him out <laughs> yeah it's like now he's a legend he's a legend remember they are the uh, SPC yeah, South the, Pacific of course, Connection yeah, the SPC everyone called him that look how dark it is in MSG mm -hmm. on the hard cam it's like space out there what's going on <laughs> it's really stop Dave yeah uh, so, <laughs> stop that was a light Dave. slap and the Tom is not selling it Piper slapping well, away I wouldn't sell that crap either <laughs> Tonga slapping back. That's the slap right there. Piper calling a timeout, trying to right hand, blocked, blocked again, a left, the jumping headbutt by Tonga Kid. I always think Big it's, rights. it's funny that Piper admitted on some like Howard Stern thing. I remember hearing this once that during this time period, you know where he lived? Jersey, right? Sarahville, no, Woodbridge. He lived in the apartment complex that's across from Woodbridge Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know where that is. I know you do. So it's, do I. It's just weird that that's where he kept an apartment up in New York or I whatever. Guess, I guess probably relatively easy to commute. You know. Yeah, I mean Woodbridge is really close. Yeah. You know. And to get to the city, you hop on a train at Metro Park. I don't even think you drive. have to hop on a train. You can because, drive. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, because that's a really short drive. Woodbridge is very close. It is. It is yeah. very close. Yeah. So. In fact, what? you can get to Staten Island really fast from Woodbridge because Woodbridge is like adjacent to Staten Island. Yeah, but the, you don't go through Staten Island to get to Manhattan. Maybe take the expressway into the city that way. <sighs> Less tolls. Uh, you don't want to go through Staten Island to get yeah. to Manhattan from Jersey. Yeah, maybe not. Unless you really have to. You go through Dumbo, I guess. No, normally you just go up through the tunnel. Yeah. The, the Holland or the Lincoln or the George Washington Bridge. True. You, you don't want to go through Brooklyn. We should, um, we should go find Piper's apartment in that complex. <laughs> it's really close to here. <laughs> all right, road trip. Let's all go find Roddy Piper's uh, former Woodbridge, New Jersey apartment. That, that he mentioned. <laughs> Big shot by Tonga Kid. Can I just ask a question? Why is this run swept under the rug, much like Samu's run? Yeah, Tama just has a straight-up feud with Roddy Piper. And here. he's fucking over yeah. is the thing. Nobody it's not, ever talks about this. Right, and he's a good talker, and he can work. He's like 19? Yeah. This is great. I wonder if Tama lived in Edison, close by. Yeah, well, they were rivals, obviously, yeah, yeah. Quinn, you know, because they cross, had the Men Cross town. He was at Menlo Park yeah, Mall. Is yeah. that even open in 84? Yeah, they're both pretty old, I but think. They're 80s malls, aren't they? Yeah. They're True. 80s malls. I don't even... When was Woodbridge? When did Woodbridge Center Woodbridge, Mall open? Woodbridge Center's older, I think. Than Menlo Park? I think it's from the 70s. When's Menlo Park? 88, I think. I don't even think Menlo's open yet. What I thought was weird about Menlo and Woodbridge Malls is they're literally, like, down the street from each other. They're not even far. I always found that weird, too. Yeah. Like, when I used to drive up to hang out, we would go to Menlo. They're literally within, like, less than 10 minutes of each other. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. They're on the, they're off the same highway, just on Route the opposite one. side of the road. Yep. Just, like, but one's just a little further down. Like, minutes, though. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was, when I started driving and, you know, nothing else to do. Let's hang out at the mall. We used to go to Menlo a lot. But we, it's closer to us. It's a little bit closer, but sometimes we get bored and it's like, I don't know, you want to go to Woodbridge? You want to drive just, down a little further? It's basically. like five minutes. Yeah, it's like nothing. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, piece of garbage you called pretty them. pretty sizable malls, too, on they, top of it. They like, are. They're not bit, little tiny malls. Not like um, East Brunswick Mall, for example. Yeah, that one's like... That's a tiny mall. Two hallways. <laughs> That's right. Piper in control now. Tongue Kid's down. Piper with a cover. Arrogant cover. One, two... Nope. Yeah. I just always found that an interesting fact. I, I would not expect Piper to live in those specific apartments. I just is weird when Maybe, he said that. I wonder if it was really cheap or something. You know what I mean? Or he liked it. He probably it. just didn't give a shit because he was probably always out and about every day. True. So he was just looking for a place to crash at night. Yeah, good point. Woodbridge. It's so funny. 
Kick out by Tama again. Tonga kid, Probably just a place to sleep, and they maybe he went back to Canada, you know, like, you know, a couple, I don't even months, know. A couple months a year. I don't even know how whenever often. Whenever it was his break. Yeah. Sleeper by Piper. And that means I love you. Let's see what happens here. Tama fighting it here. He's trying. Needs to get a high bridge to fight it. He does. Look at that shot. That camera angle. Yeah. Overhead. God, Piper must have been making so much money at this point. Probably getting the, on his way there. Yeah, definitely. Arm dropped. Uh, no, only I one time. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in the 80s, he... This year, this year specifically, if he pulled in at least $250,000 minimum. I really don't know uh, figures, but yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it was probably a, lot, a lot of money, money back then. A lot of money, yeah. Tama trying to fire out here. He's trying. I'm, I'm just going off like how they used to say the WrestleMania 3 gate is like the biggest that any of them all made. Yeah. And it was like a lot. Yeah. Like a fuck ton. Didn't Bobby make the $100,000? Yeah, if Bobby's making a hundred, like... If they're consider like I'm thinking relatively, right? If they're thinking like that card brought in like a year's salary, basically, yeah, then well, like maybe not quite, but yeah, yeah a, a little bit closer to it. Um, Elbows out by Taba. I'm thinking what the, what they were making during this time. Yeah, I mean, I really off that. I have no um, reference point for that, but I would imagine the top guys were in the six figures. Of course. But not, there's not too many of them, I wouldn't think, that were making that. And again, maybe we're way off base. I'd be surprised, I, I would be surprised if Hogan wasn't making 500 grand in the mid-80s based with all oh, the yeah. bullshit yeah. he did. He probably did had years where he did well over a million in the WWF. But that's later. I'm thinking, you know, we're hitting 84, 85 here. So this like, period of time, yeah. Yeah. Once Before, they start, like, the endorsement deals came in. I was going to say, shit, once all yeah. the merch and the endorsements and stuff, then where it's a whole different ballgame. But yeah. Tonga Kid going to work now, Piper. Listen to MSG. Listen to these, how hot these crowds are. I love the MSG crowds in yeah. the mid-80s, man. Love them. I mean, love we're at the height here. We're get, they, well, they've we're seen the company there. go from total shit to this. You know what's ironic, though? Oh, dumped him over the top rope. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, old school WBF fans, stopped watching in 84 because of all that. Just weird. Yeah. But uh, hey, I mean, different strokes, I guess. But I always felt the fans who became fans in like 82, 83, like when we when the cannon started. They probably stuck with it. Th those fans. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wait, but look, look who's behind him. He better watch out. Snooka yeah. just thwarted the chair shot by Piper. Orton, meanwhile, on the outside. Piper's in shock. He rolls it in the ring. Snooka's got a chair. Snooka giving chase. Orton's in the ring. Tonga Kid laid out. This feels very WrestleMania y. Just saying. It does, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> look at that. Orton and Piper are beating down Are we setting up an injury angle here? I don't know what we're doing here. Oh, Snooka's powered out! Tonga's in the ring! Oh, no. This is good. Orton takes off the duster. Slugfest in each corner. Referee Dick Crawl has lost all control here. This is over. Listen to the crowd. They love it. How the fuck did they just forget Tommy like, existed during all this? I don't... He's... It's never mentioned. Yeah, not at all. I guess because maybe it didn't make impact. Oh, shit. This is like a fucking main feud right now. It is. It's like, probably the number two. F well, it's the number one feud. We Hulk haven't seen Hogan. doesn't have any fucking feuds. It's Big John Crud over there. He's in Japan. Playing like Los Angeles or wherever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. Hogan's in Japan, I think, doing a lot of Japan work. I see in that, that G cup or whatever the fuck right now. No, I think he's only like a B or a C cup at yeah. this point. Oh, that. Sorry, that cup. Very G. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it cut off. We didn't stop anything. Mm -hmm. 
Tell you what, Quinn, eventful episode of the canon. Very eventful. Eventful, especially the Orton situation with Piper. That was a hot MSG main event we got to see. Good shit. Uh, Bob Heenan is now with uh, Paul Orndorff. Yeah. Uh, Gene Teeny Dick Ogreland. Gene Teeny Dick Ogreland. We didn't have to see Billy Jack. Good. And we didn't get to see Bret Hart, which yeah. we're not missing much with 84. Well, I guess Bret you, Hart, you know, but... if you're going to cut some stuff, I guess that unfortunately <laughs> you got to cut a couple things. You got to cut a couple things. We don't know if we'll ever see Billy Jack, and please don't tell us if we will. I don't want to see Billy Jack. Well, I don't. <laughs> it seemed to work out with that horse. The, well, the horse didn't like him. Yeah. From what I understand. Maybe that's why they said, why don't we hold off on this? The horse. It's like the, the, Groundhog the, Day. It's like, you know how they, they trust that groundhog to pick out when the winter is or yeah, whatever? Yeah, Tony Phil. Yeah. Remember maybe, what the, maybe the horse said, wait, you know, nine months or something more for Billy Jack Haynes. Didn't our groundhog die in this town or something like the other day? Does our we our town has a groundhog? Yeah, are you new? I didn't know this. I'm not telling you what it's called. He's not Puxatawney Phil. No, he is absolutely not. We're not in Puxatawney, are we? We have a groundhog? Yeah. You didn't know this? What's his name? I'm not telling you on the air. Is it is it like rhyme with the town name or something? No. Okay. Anyway, with that said, whether you are on the video or the audio, we do really do appreciate you being with us here. And I'm just going to remind you guys, if you're an audio-only person, you're probably going to stay that way. Um, the only reason, though, is maybe you're not aware of the mm -hmm. video version. In that case... Go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm giving people strats here. Say you listen to this at work, right? Yeah. And say you want to listen, and you got your headphones as usual, right? Just plug them into your work computer. <laughs> put us on on YouTube in the background. You can listen, and then, you know, if you feel the need to open the window and check out what's on the screen, you can do it that way, you see? Oh, I thought you meant open the office window. No. Oh, okay. No. Anyway. Because you don't want the other office workers to hear <laughs> um, us talking. We don't need you, our voices reverberating yeah. through some, any, anyone's workplace. Somebody messes up a purchase order or something important. <laughs> somebody cuts their finger off. They're laughing. We, yeah, well, Gene Teeny Dick Teeny Dick Teeny. But yeah, no, Quinn Strat is a good one. If you're an audio only for life, then you do that. You do you. But if you're on the video version here and you've never heard our audio show, we really do encourage you to just try it out. It's our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast, 274 episodes plus a ton of specials. And again, for both of you guys, the extra content is available on Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. It's the 1993 version of this Monday Night Raw, Rob Bartlett, Bobby Heenan sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. Randy Savage. Terry Taylor. Anyway, give it a shot. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But one way or another, we will be back next week for 275 and kicking off December on the cannon. Until that time, Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, we are out of here. See ya. And now here on the beach of Waikiki, the magnificent one, Don Morocco and his manager, Mr. Fuji. Oh, sound going? This being the very first promo on the very first day, we all know we have marbles in our mouth and cotton. And don't worry about the countdown, keep it running, because I know Vince McMahon is a very hard man to get a hold of. First of all, let's discuss the Middle East trip. I have here the airplane ticket, which I have not yet been reimbursed for. I have my, my, my salary, which I have not yet received the full amount. I got it. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to worry business here. <laughs> Since you're such a hard man to get a hold of, it only comes to approximately $800. I know with all the millions and millions of dollars I've drawn you, that $800 is a hard bunch of money. I, I, it doesn't matter if I'm tongue-tied or not. 
$800 is hard for you to come up with. So please, in your generosity, one of these days, you think you could please send me my money? God damn it. The turkey, the turkey with the pecker on it. On it.